Here's a thought. What if you woke up to find you'd won $20,000 every month for 20 years? Imagine the possibilities. Set for life from New South Wales Lotteries. Grab an entry in-store or online today. Welcome back. It's the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. Welcome back to segment three of the Brisbane Football Review here in the Switch 1197 studios for the Outside 90 Fan Network. James Scott and Adam with you today, and we're going to lead off segment three with some breaking news. This just come out in the Raw's members' mail. So, uh, Raw NPL, which we were just talking about before, their game on March 25th against Southwest Queensland Thunder is now going to be the curtain raiser for the Melbourne Victory home game. Kickoff will be about 4.10pm, and I'm guessing the gates will open about, what, 4.07? Yeah, not... A- when it was double definitely double headers, I opened about ten minutes beforehand by speed to get in. But yeah, Adam, good move. I think it's an excellent move. Um, I think Mark Kingsman, anyone that's involved in that, I think should be congratulated. That it's good to see that you now the, the MPL guys actually get a run on SunCorp. You know, and that's that's the main thing. So well, well done to the club. And people will be complaining they haven't been able to see the young raw play games lately, lately because they're up at Redcliffe. This is a perfect opportunity to get down and have a, have a look. There's some tremendous talent in this side. Because it probably will be the only time they actually do have the curtain raiser there. Because yeah. I think the next two home games is Sunday afternoon and Sunday night. Yeah. So we probably won't be seeing any other games at Suncorp. Probably not. It's I think it's the first ever in the A-League to have an NPL game as a curtain raiser, so it's fantastic. I'm actually excited about that. Yeah. That'll yeah. be good. No, I think it's good. All right, and then, uh, so segment three, we're going to talk about some of the news and stuff that's been going on the last little while. Scott, Algarve Cup with the Matildas. Yeah, so the Matildas are over in Portugal at the moment. They've played two games so far. 1-0 lost to Sweden in the opening game, then they beat... Netherlands. Netherlands, three, three goals to Emily Gielnik with some fantastic goals. From a, one direct from a corner and one from a free kick, almost the same spot. They were fantastic strikes. B- both down the left side, yeah. right in the corner pretty much. And Look, I'm, I'm going to say the keeper probably yeah. could have done a little bit better saving both of those, but... Give Gilney credit for the two wonderful strikes. And there are some other raw players over there, including Katrina Gorey, who's made her 50th appearance for the Matildas in that Netherlands game. So congratulations to Katrina. Yeah, that's a really good achievement as well, yeah. considering that, yeah. That's... 50 games for your country, I think, is a, yeah. a decent achievement. So, And she, it's not like she's just been sort of along for the ride as well. She's had a pretty One big... One of the key players in that midfield, yeah. Yeah, so even better. And good story for the raw. An also-good story came out Saturday from SBS's David Lewis linking John Aloisi to a move to Adelaide United next season for a reported $500,000 offer due to reported uncertainty over the Raw's financial status. What was your first reaction when you heard this? Uh, here we go again. <laughs> no, just, I, I was, that was in reaction to the financial thing, and that was the one thing that the reporter was talking about, is that Aloisi was all, is all set to stay, other than he doesn't want any more financial stuff off the field to affect his off-season and pre-season, which is a completely understandable. Yeah. If, there, if there's any truth in the matter. If there's yeah. any truth in the fact that there's off-field situations, it would make sense that he'd be looking at office. And Adelaide's a logical place for where you would... It's a logical link to make because Gear Moore is expected to be moving on. John Lewis is from Adelaide. It's, a, it's an easy link to make, and it sounds like it's absolutely wrong given the, the Adelaide chairman called it absolute BS. Craig Moore called the reporter out on social yeah, media saying, went. do some research and contact the club. Yeah. And I think when when you got two, both both entities coming out so strongly, I mean so strongly, you got to think, you know what, this is just all. You know, I'd be surprised if if there was any truth in it. It might have been, you know, someone said or mentioned, you know, a rumor mill at best. But yeah, for both for both parties to come out so 
unanimously and say, no, this is, this is, this is crap. And it had yeah. to be because Adelaide yep. United still have Guillermo under contract for next year. Even though we all assume he's leaving, it's not official. And the Roar have got a massive amount of games coming out, which are vitally important. And you don't want any distractions off the field. Well, you don't like uh, a repeat of what happened with Ange Postacoglu after the Perth oh. Grand Final, where he left two days later, and there was still Champions League to worry that about. That and the uh, two weeks beforehand, is he staying, is he going? Even though he, was, he had made his mind up he was going, it was a circus. Yeah. It was probably a massive distraction of that Champions League game, which was in grand final week. It was a bigger story as Ange staying on going than that game was. And Scott, you actually had a really good way for the Raw to possibly put this story to bed. Look, there's 10 days off now. We'll sit down. Let's see if we can get the, get the deal done. If, the, if he's staying, let's get it announced. Because if I do actually. If it's, yeah. if it's done, let's just announce it and get it over with. And just sort of looking at the possible flow and effect of Aloisi re signing, you could get players like McLaren who that could yeah. sort of swing in one way or the other. I would think so. I think, yeah, if uncertainty of the coach, a lot of these players that we're thinking, oh, could they go? I think it's, you change it could to will go because I, I can't see you know, a Jamie McLaren who seems to have options elsewhere, it'd be A-League, be it overseas, sticking around because they don't know how the coach. You've got to remember, it was actually Jamie McLaren, the reason why he came to the Royal was a lot to do with John Alwissi. So Good to break to that link. From. Yeah, break that link. I think he like, he's you know odds on to go. And if you look at who has re-signed, it's Jade North and Matt Mackay. They're two guys you would expect to stay no matter who the coach is. Yeah. And I suppose Christensen as well. But you expect those sort of guys to stay they're, around. They're, it's they're, all, like they're Mac- all professionals. You it's know, the McLarens, etc., who are off contract that you're not sure, depending on who's the coach. So mm. if they can get this sorted out and just put, it, put this to bed once and for all, it'd be fantastic if we can get that done the next week. Absolutely. Well, now's the time to do it, and hopefully the dominoes start to fall into place. And of course, knowing our luck with breaking news, so what do you think? Tuesday, 10 o'clock, that's when the story's going to break about Aloisi either re-signing or going? Something like that. Someone someone will bring us back into the studio. (laughs) Well, if we have to, I suppose. All right, so earlier today, Southern Sydney submitted an official bid to become the 11th A-League franchise. The World Game FC featuring Les Murray and Craig Foster. (laughs) Well, I suppose... Happy retirement for Les Murray. <laughs> well, I suppose if you are going to have a football yeah. mind behind it, Les Murray uh, is one of those... In all seriousness, yeah. yeah. Like, he, as far as you know, football authorities, you know, it's not, that's not actually linked with... You know, Les Murray is one of the most well-known. involved so. FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever that's worth. And apparently they've got... I think it's... I saw 12 million or 11 million already guaranteed and secured to prove to the FFA that they're serious. Do you give this side any hope of, I suppose, yeah. getting in as early as next season? No, but they'll be one of the next expansion teams. It's That Sutherland Shire is supposed to be the biggest junior base in the country for players that are registered to play. So I think it makes sense to put a team somewhere down there. And then you've obviously got guys like Les Murray and Craig Foster backing it, along with a Chinese investor. I think they're all set to be one of the next couple of teams in. And as we've talked about in the last few weeks, Fox Sports are going to have a say in the next side. And you're adding essentially six more Sydney derbies, which... Yeah. You know, we were sick at three this and year, 20, so that can only go well. And 27 to 30 games in the Sydney market as well. That's the other thing. Not just the derbies. You've got their yeah. games against other teams, which will be high rating. So I suppose that'll be good. And then if that is the case, that just leaves you with one more spot to go. And by all reports, they're still keen on a second Brisbane side. But uh, there's, a ma- there's a sports drink manufacturer that wants an A-League license as well. Maybe that might be a good fit. We might get to that in segment four. Yeah. But uh, so... With no game to preview, we're just going to sort of roll off on a few other stories that have taken our fancy over the last well, few weeks. Well, this came from a game, basically. The This big story, I think you're getting to it now, aren't you? The Fill me in here. Are, you going, are you going to the um, the off-field the off field around the game story? About the independent A-League? Yes. Yes. This basically all stemmed from it. It stemmed from an a, from a 
from a raw game though. We're, we're really of, on the same page today. Yeah. We haven't totally thrown this segment together in the last ten no, minutes. It, it did all stem from uh, from the raw game against Ulsan last week, where the Fox Sports guys went on a massive rant. Okay, well let's start off with the salary cap. Yeah. Do we need it, Adam? Uh, look, you know, I've actually discussed this with a few people. I, I I used to be in the camp of yes, we do, but there needs to be massive reform. But I'm starting to think, you know what? Maybe maybe that you know no. Maybe at the end of the day, it should be sink or swim. You know what? If you're if you're an organised club, you know you you should be like I said. If you remove the if you use salary cap, it also has to come with the independent A League, because you can't have unlimited funds to spend on players, but then expect a handout from the FFA through the grant system every year. It's basically to say, all right, the FFA need to get to a point where they say simply, all right, you want the salary cap gone, fine. You, you be on your own. Don't, don't come to us wanting money. You know what? You are the sink or swim in a, in a, in a capitalist market. And I think that's, that's the only way I think it works. I, but for me, for the integrity of the competition, as much as it's unpopular, I think you, know, you, you, you do need it because at the end of the day, you need that level playing field. But with massive reform. It's like the 17-year-old yeah. that moves out of home and still asks his parents to pay rent, food, bills. And that's, poten- <laughs> and that's potentially, and that's, a, that's a sort of popular stuff that you know, Mark Bosich, I think, fails to oh, grant stop. on that, is that, you know what, you can't, have, you can't have your cake and eat it. You either have an independent A-League where every club is responsible for their own finances. If they go broke, they go broke, you know, for, for whatever reason. Or they stick within the rules of the A-League where they basically give a... Give them you know, a grant every year to, to fund fund their players and their operations. Boz is living in a fantasy land, I think. But I do think we need... We may not need the salary cap. We do need something to regulate the costs. And I do have an... I know you're dying to say something, James. I've got... I do have an example of something we can do. But go ahead. No, you've been waiting okay. to say something about two minutes. So go ahead. Okay, so... I still remember it was on the train on the way down to one of the Raw's Asian Champions League games on the Gold Coast. I heard Mike Cockrell have a really good idea here talking about what to do with the... Uh, salary cap and sort of copying off what they do with the NBA and whatnot where there's a luxury tax on team spending over the limit. And I feel like yeah. that would be the right way to do You've it. You've so- just stolen exactly yeah. what I was going to suggest. I've got here we can use the luxury tax. No yeah. salary cap, but when you're spending over a certain amount, example $5 million, you charge luxury tax. So in baseball, the first time offenders 17.5%, second time's 30 third time is 40 and after that's 50%. And if that, so that money gets, seems like yeah. say the New York Yankees, they want to go Yankees out and buy a huge amount. <laughs> if they want to go and buy the best players every year, they they pay for it. But the and, one thing that would also be yeah. quite interesting is how far over the cap can you realistically yeah. go? Because like eventually the players are going to say, well, yeah, okay, you're going to pay me three million dollars per year, but I could get that and be playing at a higher level in Europe. Well, this is the, that's another thing. But what what this would do is it would allow clubs who want to spend a bit more money to do so. And what you've got to do is you've got to, you can't allow the, the smaller teams to just collect like because the luxury tax goes back to the league and gets distributed in the states. You can't have that happening in the A League, given it's like the Mariners and Wellington and the rest of them not improving their payroll. They've got to use that money to go and buy some players of their own. But that's where you still need a salary yeah. floor, where you say, mm. all right, so yeah. say the tax amount is five million dollars. Yeah. Teams still have to spend say two point five. And this is working in the states well because yes, the Yankees spend a whole bunch of money, but they don't win every year. No, you've seen last year a small market team like the Kansas City Royals. They've won one World Series and they made it to another one as a. But the thing is, they've also got like a national draft. That's another equalization measure that they have that we don't have in this country. So I've got another solution for that. Transfer fees between A League clubs. No. Yes. Well, that was oh, my yeah. suggestion. Was no. yes. But that's where you get, you know, if you want clubs mm. like Central Coast and even, well, Brisbane's a yeah. feeder club for the two Victorian yeah. ones, where if they yeah. want to sort of fill in the gaps, you know, they can actually collect transfer fees yeah. when players go down to Melbourne. You can do that if you want. But the other thing you can do is the, the national draft in the States, example, is like youth players coming into the system, right? 
basically. So what you can do is, you say, all right, so we'll have 23 player squads, but you've got to have a minimum of five players who are developed in your academy from 18 to 21. The Premier League rule. So would you've that be in develop- the 23? Yes, you've got to have a minimum of five developed from 18 to 21 in your squad. That's the way they do it in Europe. So let's bring that here as well. You want to be like Europe? Let's copy that rule as well. That'll immediately force every club to invest in their youth development. Because yep. you know you've got to have it. You've got to have five. And you don't want players at the end. Do you think you want players who are, who are and, going to contribute? And the good news is it looks like that a lot of the A-League clubs are now starting to see the importance of an academy. You know, yeah. Like I said, most, most recently in Brisbane Roar's you know, initiative with with uh, Football Queensland, you know, the, the School of Excellence, whatever it's called. So it's obviously, it's obviously that, that whole youth-driven thing. And yeah. you look at the players that come through the Raw, you know, a lot of them are produced by the Raw, but let's just hope they stick around, that they don't get to a point where then they, they go to Melbourne or something like that. Because the bottom line is, I've got no problem with getting rid of the salary cap. I do have a problem yeah. if we just get rid of it and it's an open market That's... system and you just see the Sydney FCs, the Melbourne Victories, the Melbourne Seas buying it and winning it every single year. That's terrible for the A-League because if you've got teams in Brisbane, Adelaide, Perth, etc., who... Uh, seriously uncompetitive people aren't going to go they're going to go and spend their summers watching the cricket they're going to go and watch the tennis they're going to go to the beach they're going to do anything else but go to the games because if it's not competitive people are not, aren't going to go that's what we've seen you've and got to be competitive a, and that's an Australian problem that's not like I said in Europe you can yeah. make every case is when you've got Champions League when you've got Europa League you've got the relegation survival yeah. thing that, that that's a European thing here in Australia we won't tolerate it like I said when, when teams are struggling People walk. They go. Yeah. They go watch other things. They go support the other your, clubs. You've so, got your passionate yeah. support, which is basically what we're seeing. And then when you're going well, you get the bandwagon jump on. When you're not going well, you don't get it. And so the, you've got to be competitive every few years to get that revenue from the bandwagon. And the one thing that does kind of stand out is like it's the downside of us having a summer league here in Australia, where like you look around the country. You know, Brisbane. You know, you can spend the day at the beach. You know, go down yeah. to the Gold Coast or up to the Sunshine Coast for the day and go. Uh, I could come back to, for yeah. the six forty-five Saturday kickoff. And, or make a weekend and of it. And this brings it back to what are the true competitors for the Raw. It's not just all the sports teams. It's any form of discretionary income spending. Anything. You can go to the movie, you can go to the beach, you can go on holiday, you can go anywhere. Look, I think I think you point a good point, James. And this is the, I think oh, for really? me, the key. You can. The, I think that the key at all, and I think it's the one thing that the FFA need to answer to themselves, to the stakeholders, whoever. Is football in this country, are we a summer sport or are we a winter sport? Because you can't have this as far as prom, like everything, promotion, relegation, the lot. If you've got the A-League playing in summer, but you've got all your grassroots and development playing winter, how on earth, and we're not, and we're not in a position where we can be a 12-month sport, so how on earth you know, can, can this, all these pathways line up? We're either, we're either we take a shot and we take on the, the football codes in winter, or we move everything to summer. It's going to have to be everything to summer, just because yep. we, I don't think the game would thrive with playing against the AFL, the Rugby League, and Rugby every week. And all that Especially stadium, with ground availability. Yeah, yes. ground availability is a big one. So you'd have to move all the juniors yep. to summer. But then, but then do you then lose, would you lose kids to, to the sports like cricket or basketball or the other? As or sports? summer holidays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, it's possible. But like I said, that, that, well, that was the, I don't think it's the right the, answer. You can it. move the, the senior MPL and stuff. So the kids can yeah. play in winter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, the kids can stay playing with the winter if they like. You've got to bring the seniors, like the adult the, leagues, to the summer. That's what needs, you really need to bring. There needs to be massive alignment. And then, then there's, there's the other question as well, because obviously the, the one thing that you know, obviously that Rudin and Bosnich were going on about yeah. was about about our competitors in Asia. Well, then do we need to be have our season, our A League season, aligned with the Chinese Super League, with J League, with K League? Because, like I said, at the moment it's all it's bad, it's terrible that we're getting beaten up now by. These clubs. They're being massively over-reactionary. And they're, and they're, and they're supposed to be two weeks into their season. We're at the back end of our season. What would happen in June? Or worse, if we get a team through the quarterfinals, I don't think it's going to happen, but, you know, but we're this supposedly in season. Like, like everything is out of whack at the moment. And until the FFA, 
either decide what is best for the game, you know, either, you know, confederately or at least locally, we're not going to get anywhere. For me, it kind of feels like mm. we need we need to stay in summer just purely because you've got the novelty of Big Bash cricket, or as Scott calls it. Hit and giggle. But And then you've also got, look, the Australian Open, which is still a major event, but it's two weeks. You've got to stay in summer because, as we've said, like as much as we would love to think that football is the number one sport in Australia like it is in the rest of the world... Participation-wise it is, but not, but not viewership. Professionally, mm. it would get absolutely slaughtered. Like, you give... Like, consider this. So, just in Suncorp yeah. Stadium alone right now, you've got the Brisbane Broncos that have just started. Who? Qu- the Queensland who? Reds that have just started. <laughs> so, who was that first one? And Scott calls AFL fans ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got two clubs right there. So, how many weekends are you going to wind up with Raw fans complaining about yeah. a shoddy pitch? Because Friday night, you've got rugby league guys running around. Yeah. Saturday, you've it's got the big rugby that, union scrub. It's not just that. You look at the... What would the A-League rights be worth to a, a broadcaster when you've already got other... Mm. Other football games on it a week. I mean, the value of it is it's in summer and it's content. That's the value of it. Yeah, yeah like so, I, I'd, I would hate to imagine where where it would actually end up on Fox Sports in winter, considering that you know you got a dedicated rugby league channel, your dedicated rugby uh, AFL channel. Be in. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, look, look, that may, that may be that may be the answer to it. Or maybe it shouldn't be Fox Sports. Maybe it should be Be in. That, that if if we were to do that, but that I could think, be their only hope. Yeah. But and that's the other thing, like you don't want the A League getting buried the way it could because mm. they could wind up on that channel five oh seven or whatever because they've got six other games yeah. which are going to bring in a lot more viewers. I think the bottom line is I think we can to get back to the start, we can tweak the salary cap. There's it has to be it ha- oh, no, yeah, that. It does have to be tweaked. And I do think a luxury tax idea that would work. It would allow teams who want to go and spend more money to do so. It would then keep the league somewhat competitive because you would, they wouldn't be able to go so far. Because if you're over the cap by two million, then you luxury tax fees would be astronomical, right? So yeah. Basically, it's going to it'll keep things competitive and allow teams to spend. I think that's the way to go. And with the Champions League thing, I think we've just got to have to accept that Adelaide and the Wanderers were never, ever going to do anything in this competition because Adelaide's been woeful and the Wanderers are lacking a striker. Yep. With the Raw, they're in the middle of a horrendous... We're in the middle of a horrendous run of fixtures every three days. Let's see what it's like from here. Let's see how the Raw go over in, in Kashmir with a 10-day break. And then at home, they've got a pretty clear run from here as well. Not not as arduous from here out. So let's see how it goes. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to talk about the Champions League and a whole lot more in segment four. We'll be back right after this. Thanks for listening to the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. Here's a thought. What if you woke up to find you'd won $20,000 every month for 20 years? Imagine the possibilities. Set for life from New South Wales Lotteries. Grab an entry in-store or online today. 